In Colossians chapter 3, verse number 23, we will read a verse of Scripture in Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 23. We want to continue looking at biblical parameters of transition, and as a church moves forward, what are the, uh, the parameters with which we have to abide in? We've looked at holiness, we've looked at Scripture, and tonight I want to look at Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 23. Colossians 3.23, the Bible says, and whatever you do, do it hardly. Do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. I want to look at the biblical parameter of transition, and that is that of excellence, that we must maintain excellence as we go forward. And you say, well, what do you mean by excellence? If you'll bear with me just a few minutes, we're going to look at it, and I want to see what the Bible has to say about this subject. A name that you're probably familiar with, if you're familiar with music very much, or especially that of violins, is the name Stradivarius. Stradivarius is synonymous with fine violins. This is true because Antonius Stradivarius insisted that no instrument constructed in, in his shop be sold until it was near perfection as human care and skill could make it. Stradivarius observed... God needs violins to send his music into the world. And if any violins are defective, God's music will be spoiled. His work philosophy was summed up in one sentence. Other men will make other violins, but no man shall make a better one. He strove for excellence. As God's people, I believe that it is important and vital that we strive for excellence in everything that we do. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you in prayer. Lord, I know it's on a wet Wednesday evening. Lord, the weather's been wild, and Lord, many are sick, and uh, Lord, missing tonight. Yet, God, for those who have came, Lord, I thank you for their commitment Lord, I pray that you might have your hand upon us for the next few minutes. And God, may you speak to our hearts. Give us what we stand in need of. And Father, we'll thank you and praise you. In Christ's name I pray, amen. Excellence is something that is obtained only through great effort. Often it's said that practice makes perfect. You've probably heard that. Yet the truth is, practice does not make perfect. Rather, perfect practice makes perfect. You can practice poorly and not get much better. But when you practice right and you practice regularly, it will improve you. And so excellence does not come by uh, easily. It comes by through much labor, through much work and dedication. Just as the heart of Stradivarius said, other men may make other violins, but no one's going to make one any better. That really should be our philosophy as a church, as people, that other churches may preach the gospel and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, but no one's going to do it better. We ought to purpose that we are going to go forward for the cause of Christ with excellence, that we put our best foot forward, dedicated to the thought that we are going to give our very best to God. 
In Colossians chapter 3, verse number 23, as we read a minute ago, it uses this word here, heartily. Heartily comes um, from a word that is translated throughout the New Testament in many different ways and, and in different methods. And often it is translated as this. It means as to die or to try to kill or hold in suspense. Not really what we think of when we think of the word heartily, is it? But literally it means to die or to try to kill. And the Bible says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not, a, and not to men. What the Bible's saying is, is that whatever you do, you do it dying to yourself. That God might live through you. To the Lord. That whatever we do, we recognize, we understand, we believe that we are not doing it for ourselves. It really carries a connotation of dying to oneself and it says, and to the Lord, not to men. That we are dying to ourselves, but also the influence of other men. And it means to allow Christ to be the focus of all of our work and efforts. That Jesus Christ is central. And therefore I say that one of the parameters uh, as a, of a church as we transition and go forward into the future with the gospel, we must keep excellence as one of our, of our parameters. That we say, listen, whatever we do, we're going to do it based upon the standard of God, not men. God's standard. It's that we say, listen, we want the things of God, the house of God, the place of God, the work of God, the ministry of God to be even better than what we have at our own house, our own life, our own hearts, that God is first and foremost in everything that we do. Excellence. First off, I believe that we must have excellence in our work. Colossians um, in chapter 3 and verse number 17 says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It says, whatever you do in work or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. We should be strive for excellence in our work. And that is, whatever we do, we desire that it should be at a level above anything else. We should do it for the Lord. Does the world accept mediocrity? Um, Tennessee football, y'all have got a great coach now. But for the last decade or so or more, y'all have been through several coaches, haven't you? And what happened? Did, they, did those coaches provide excellency? No. And when they didn't, what happened? They were sent packing, weren't they? We, we, we weren't, we weren't set, you weren't settling for something below excellency. The world says, listen, we don't want crummy performance. We want excellency. Excellency in presentation, in work, in effort. And uh, now, unfortunately, that, that trend is changing, and there's uh, a lot of people that are putting up with uh, under-excellence in work now that just because there's not much of a workforce. I talked to a gentleman here a week or two ago that um, we were trying to get something done, and, and the employees didn't show up that day because it was raining. And he said, yep, he said, uh, they don't show up when, the, when it rains. 
He, I said, really? He went, yeah. He said, I know what you're thinking. He said, I ought to fire him. He said, and I would. He said, but I can't replace him. And so our standards have changed. But traditionally, that's not been our standard, has it? Traditionally, we wanted excellence. And the Bible says here that whatever we do in work or, do, or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whenever we put our work and efforts in to something, we should say, listen, I, we want to strive for excellency that Christ is glorified. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse number 10, it says, whatever your hands find to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or device of, or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. The Bible says, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all of your might. Do it with all that you can. Put your very best into it that God is glorified for when we die and go to the grave, there's nothing left to do. But whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. I've heard many churches it said that they start a lot of things but they don't finish a lot known to start ministries and outreaches and programs and they never follow through i'm sorry but that is not a christian biblical standard to uphold the Bible says that whatever our hands find to do, do it with all our might. And so part of the transition that as we go forward with the gospel of Jesus Christ and we transition into the future, we must remember that whatever we do, we must do it in excellence. That when we start something, we are faithful to see it through, to stay faithful to what God has called us to do and be faithful to what God has placed in front of us. We ought to be faithful and excellence in all that we do. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 8, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a, a slave or free. Read the rest of that scripture. The Bible says that whatever we do, we're going to receive the same from God. I wonder if the faithfulness to God and excellence in our work if God restores us and rewards us the same in our life, what are we going to receive? The Bible says that's what's going to happen. What do we do, whether good or evil? It really doesn't matter. We're going to receive the same of the Lord. Therefore, as a church, especially, everything that we find to do should be done in excellence. I know the church was, the buildings here, the sanctuary was remodeled in, what, I believe, 81, 82, uh, right at 40 years ago. And when they remodeled it, this was cutting-edge facilities. I thank the Lord for those who put excellence and said, listen, we want to have excellence and be cutting edge in what we do. And this, what we see here today, is fruit of that. And if we're not careful, though, we will get to a mentality we want to just maintain what we have rather than keeping on that cutting edge, keeping going forward. And that's a dangerous place to be. When we become preservation, where we want to just keep what we've got instead of moving forward, we're turning into a museum instead of a church. And that's a dangerous place to be. Um, and so we must be willing that everything we do, say, listen, God, we're going to give you our very best.
The second area that we must be willing to strive for excellence is in our worship. We must strive for excellence in our work, but we must also strive for excellence in our worship. And I want to ask you, and you be honest with yourself and God, you don't have to answer to me, I'm just a man, but I want you to ask and answer to yourself, are we worshiping excellent in excellence? Are we? Some do. I've heard from several people, and I've heard other people tell me they've heard it since I've been at North Etowa that we want to worship, we want to raise our hand, but I'm afraid if I do, somebody's going to look at me funny. And, and other people don't like it, and I've heard that off and on since I've, I've heard that a bunch. We want to worship, but I just, you just can't worship at North Etowa Baptist Church. Well, is that true? It shouldn't be, should it, brother? I don't feel that way. And maybe it's the, we've talked about it, we have to create an atmosphere that welcomes worship. And I believe that is a responsibility that we have to help people create an environment where people can worship. But at the same time, sometimes it comes down to the own individual's heart. Who are we worshiping? If our eyes are truly focused upon him, we may not notice everybody around us. But worship, worship in excellence. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5 says, For you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength, with everything that's in you. The Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. With everything that's in us, we should strive to worship in excellence. Now, there is a line that can be crossed and often does where people go from worship to fleshly gratification. And worship is not about bringing attention to ourself. Worship is about bringing attention to him. Focusing on him, lifting him up. And are we exalting God in the church service, but also in our own hearts? And let's be honest, if you're not worshiping at home, you're probably not going to worship at church. We're supposed to enter into his courts. What does the Bible say with thanksgiving? We're supposed to already come in in the spirit of worship. We're already supposed to come in to go into the house of God with a spirit of thankfulness and praise. And his praise should be upon our lips continually. We're supposed to enter into the house of God ready to worship and praise. And, and so we must, we must seek excellence in our worship. Luke 10, 27 says, So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Luke referenced back to Deuteronomy. So we find that it's still in the New Testament, the same doctrine still being taught. The third area that we must strive for excellence, and that is we must strive for excellence in our witness. We must do it in our work. We must do it in our worship. But also we must strive for excellence in our witness. Are we excellent witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we evangelists? 
often a modern day a modern day evangelist is a man that travels around from church to church preaching meetings and I'm not against the men that do that but when you look at evangelists in the scripture or to those that evangelize those that go out and proclaim the gospel the good news of Jesus Christ that's what an evangelist is and are we a good evangelist are we excellent in our evangelism John chapter 4 verses 34 through 38 Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together for in this saying is true one sows and another reaps i sent you to reap that for which you have not labored others have labored and you have entered into their labors here we find that in the scriptures that christ um, teaches and commands us to go out and to to labor and he says, listen, don't say there's four months and then comes the harvest. He says, listen, the harvest is already here. We must strive for excellence in our witness. Are we, are you a good witness for Jesus Christ? Collectively, North Etowah Baptist Church, are we a church that is excellent, not okay, not a little proficient? Are we excellent at evangelism? This must be a parameter that we set for ourselves that as we go forward into the future that we say, listen, we are going to do whatever it takes to become a church that is proficient, excellent, that excels in our witness. Discipleship, evangelism, these are the core of our church and if we're not doing that, what are we really doing? Many churches have lost sight of this. And as a result, they have become country clubs. Etowah does not need a country club or a social club for people to go have friends. No, we want to have friends. I met with a man last night, and uh, he came into my office and off the street, and um, he was weeping and um, said that he's been running from God for a long time. He said, I have no one that I can talk to and have a conversation about God. He's living in an environment filled with drugs and alcohol and abuse. He says, I'm miserable where I'm at. He says, I, I have no one. And I asked him, I said, where do you go to church? He said, I don't go to church. I said, well, then you're missing who God has for you. Church is important. We are to be friends. And I'm glad that we can come in and bear one another's burdens. And our church has rallied around many that are sick, just like uh, Brother um, 
Jim Gregory uh, this week, and praise the Lord, he's home now, but people have helped him, and we're supposed to be there. But listen, if that's all we do, and that's all we're good at, we've missed it. How are we yet proclaiming the gospel? I know that Brother Jim and some of our men come out, and Brother Jim's really pushed um, our during the summer months our Tuesday night visitation, and we're we're going to be opening up more doors for that coming into the new year. I'm working with Tennessee Baptist, and we're getting ready to uh, launch a, an outreach opportunity where more of our church can be involved, and and and. Uh, we want everyone to be participating in that. We want to give everyone an opportunity to serve and to evangelize in some form or fashion. And so we're working to make more opportunities for some. Not everybody feels comfortable or can go door to door, but everybody can be involved in evangelism at some point. And so we want to give everyone an opportunity. But that must be something that we strive for, that we are going to move with intent, purpose, that we are going to be a church that excels in our witness. We can have the best facilities, and we're trying to uh, bring in some uh, uh, things to upgrade our facilities. We need, uh, we need some upgrades and facelifts. There's stuff that needs to be done, and we're working on that slowly. I mean, there's a lot to be done, but we have to stay within our financial boundaries. Um, but we're trying to do things, but we can have the best, beautifulest facilities and all of Tennessee. But if we're not going out and telling people about Jesus, what, what good does it do? And so this must be our priority. And so as we look at excellence, the parameters of, of transition into the future, we must remember that we must excel and have excellence in our work. We must have excellence in our worship, and we must have excellence in our witness. One of the biggest enemies of excellence is contentment. Where we just come complacent that what we've got, what we've been doing, has got us by. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just get by for God. I want to keep going forward. Uh, a good pastor in uh, Georgia, South Georgia, uh, made this statement. He said, if you want to know what people worship, he said, see what they fight about when you try to change. He says, try to change something. When people get upset, you know what they worship. Well, what do we worship? What do we worship? What are we unwilling to change? When it's found right here, we have a right to stand firm on it. But there are some things that just don't matter. And sometimes I think many churches, many Christians, many believers, and I'm including myself because I've been that way too, sometimes we get so caught up worrying and fighting over things that just don't matter. While the world around us is dying and going to hell, and we're... we're caught fussing and fighting over which way the preacher hairs come, left or right. <laughs> it ain't. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's a mess. 
you know, what, what, are we, what's really important to us? If we're going to get upset, let's get upset that we have a community around us that doesn't know Christ. That's something to get upset about. That we have children and grandchildren and neighbors that have been harmed or hurt by church who are bitter towards God. Let's get, let's get upset over that. That's something we ought to be fighting to make right. But some of the little stuff, we, we must strive for excellence. But let's make sure we have our priorities right, what we're fighting for. And uh, even in our marriages, boy, how many of our marriages, y'all could probably tell me just as much as I could tell you, a lot of the times we fight over the dumbest stuff that really don't matter. Y'all ever had a good knockdown, drag out, just, I mean, arguing, and later on, y'all be sitting there mad at each other, and try to stop and remember what, you, what started the fight and couldn't even remember? Maybe y'all don't have that problem, but I've had that problem before. I've sat there thinking, I don't remember what, but I know I'm mad at you for something. <laughs> There's no room for that in God's house, is there?